911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. I am looking down outside of our studio and it just got incredibly foggy out. We're expecting a storm, so hopefully it passes over soon. I am joined with my co-host for the day, Mr. Clint Walton. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about how pedophilia is actually way worse than what you see on TV. And the reason that I thought we could talk about this was I recently attended a webinar by somebody named Russell Brunson. If you're not familiar with him, he is a marketing guru. He is a founder of a company called ClickFunnels. He recently sold it and he still has a lot of activity within the company. And so I got looped into one of his own funnels and I started watching this I think it was about 90 minute webinar on this company called um, R. So R is an O-U-R, our. <laughs> and what that stands for is Operation Underground Railroad. And essentially what this is, is a, a organization that was put together and um, there was a gentleman who met this man in Utah and this man actually had his his son stolen and and was sold for human trafficking. And so it kind of all started with trying to get back this man's son. And from there, they have helped to rescue and and not only rescue, but also to create these rehabilitation programs for these, these people who have been human trafficked. And I think it is such an incredible organization, something that it's so cool because what Russell Brunson has done was he he created this game and you play a game for 10 days and within the game, it doesn't cost you any money, but you're trying to raise money and it's not in a sleazy way. It's just in terms of being able to educate people on the importance of understanding just how prominent human trafficking is here in the United States. Because when we think of human trafficking, a lot of our minds will go to overseas or we never think that could happen to us. That story I just shared of the gentleman whose son was stolen, this guy lives in Utah. You just can't even fathom or wrap your mind around something like that happening. And in saying that, Clint, you actually specialize in pedophilia. And this is something that a lot of people, when they first learn what you do, they are awestruck in the very same way. And I thought that in today's episode, we can kind of shine a little bit of light on the prevalence of this here where you live as you listen to this right now. And it's very interesting as you're speaking about, you know, the the our program, like I, and I'm aware, completely aware of that program. It's such a great organization and has a lot of resources available, not only to help law enforcement, but to help rehabilitate these people who are involved in this human trafficking. And this is becoming more and more of a hot button issue nationwide. And especially since COVID hit, not only between the download of CSAM, which is child sexual exploitation imagery, but also the children being kind of groomed to start reaching out to these people or communicating with them to think it's okay to get involved in these organizations because once they're, once they get their foot in the door, then they're stuck. And, and it just, it's like a, that what's it the Copenhagen syndrome I think it's called uh, where they pretty much think it's okay that's their normal um, so as time goes on 
we're seeing this become more and more of a hot button issue, like I said. And these poor families are being so negatively affected by this. It just, it's unbelievable what they're having to go through. You're seeing huge companies like In-N-Out and, and other organizations step forward to start bring aware start to bring awareness to this epidemic of a problem that we have in our country people like to not discuss this they don't like to talk about it because it makes most people uncomfortable but having just the candid conversations like what we're having today is that first step to really get people used to this being a normal conversation to have and well it's not affecting me individually it's affecting somebody else and and I say that based off of people don't talk about it until it affects them but at that point it's already too late why aren't we discussing this more so and educating the public more so on how to prevent this and know what signs to look for to prevent it from even occurring? Yeah. And one thing I wish I could remember the founder's name, if you just go and Google Operation Underground Railroad. But one thing in the webinar that I attended that he explains is exactly what, what you just discussed. And he uses a metaphor of the fact that there are so many of these roaches out there. And as it pertains to your line of work, the roaches being these these pedophiles. And what he says is the the whole point of having this type of organization and Clint having that same type of relevance in terms of discussion that you're talking about is what happens to roaches when you shine a light on them. They all start to scatter. And I loved that metaphor because what came up for me as you were talking just now is if we had the conversation around pedophilia and we made it something that came up in more habitual conversation in terms of what can we actually do about this and not just talking about it, then chances are that inside of the circle, and I wish that I had the stats and I don't think that you would know it offhand, Clint, but chances are in a, a circle or two, when you keep bringing up this conversation, you're going to have one of those roaches in that circle that you're talking to. And what do you think would happen when this man or woman who thinks that they're hiding in the dark, like that roach underneath a couch, is finally having some light shined on them? I would imagine that would make them feel incredibly uncomfortable. Would it help to completely eradicate this this issue? No, of course not. However, it would start to make them think in a completely different way when more people were bringing up this topic. Yeah, and it's something that, and as you're speaking on this, it's people think of, you know, human trafficking, oh, teenagers, you know, ages between 15 to 18, pretty much. Well, once they're 18, it's, it's technically illegal still, but it's still, well, they're adults. They can make their own decisions, but there's a whole other ballpark that people don't even talk about, whether it's infants, whether it's kids between the ages of infancy to 12 years old, that this is occurring to, even to the point of where parents are creating ads and selling their own personal children to these areas of human trafficking to make a buck. And and it's so unfortunate and it's so sad to see this occurring. And this is that exact thing as you said is we're shining a light on it we have to keep shining a light on it and just by educating yourself on 
what the issues are in your area and as a whole and starting to share that word and and speak to other individuals about it and being aware of what's going on is how you can start to prevent it. Yeah, and I think that is such an important aspect. And you made mention of COVID and a lot of the human trafficking communications as well as the pedophilia exposures and exchanges and and so forth, it does take place online. And so with COVID, with everybody locked down and home, that if you were to go and you look up Google Trends and you go back and you just see the increase in volume with people engaging on the internet, you know, post COVID, you know, since every, all the lockdowns started essentially, then it's astronomical. And so what would you suggest to anybody who might be listening to this, who wants to have the sort of goggles on the, you know, the, the specs, so to speak, to be able to see something and be able to say something. The first step to actually prevent it is one, be mindful of what your children or your teenagers are doing on the internet. That's that's the first step. If parents were more involved in monitoring who their kids are speaking to, what they're sharing on the internet, and have access to their electronic devices to know what's going on so they're fully aware, and have the conversation with the kids to say, if this happens to you, let me know. And we can prevent it that way. Because if every parent started doing that for their own kids, that would start eliminating that. But secondly, it's going to youth group organizations, speaking about it, talking to them about awareness, educating parents about how you can prevent your kids from becoming a target for one of these roaches. Beautiful. I hope that you have taken this episode to heart. I think that, Clint, you've dropped some really, really valuable information. I thank you for that. And if you have gotten some value, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.